This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two already. All right. It's 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Port O'Connor now and check in with Captain Lynn Smith, see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Lynn. How you doing, man? Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, my neck's starting to swell a little bit. I'm fixing to head down south again and uh, get oh, after back home? Yeah, I'm home, but uh, I'm home for a couple of days, and then uh, – I'm loading up and going back south, but uh, I'm heading south. We got some today. hunters. Yep, yep, heading south today. We got some hunters coming in. Not, I think we got two or three guys coming down to uh, do a little management hunting. But uh, we're trying to thin out a few more, few more management bucks and does. I tell you what, this last week we had some management hunters, and and uh, I think they enjoyed themselves. We, we. Uh, we uh, took out a few deer, and um, they were from East Texas. You know, they um, and it's always fun. You know, taking taking guys from that area and taking them down to South Texas and and uh, watch their watch their expression when they when they see deer from South Texas. Yeah, a little different Texas. hunting. You know, from East Texas to South Texas versus the size of the deer and you know the number it, of animals you see versus what you see in East Texas. Pretty. Yeah, pretty, uh, it is. pretty big change for him. It is a big change. And, uh, the hunter I had, he, uh, real nice guys. And, uh, he, uh, he shot this eight point and, uh, and it, it, it ran off in the brush about 50 or 60 yards back in that brush. And, and, uh, I, tr- I tracked it down. I found it. And, uh, anyway, I hollered at him. I said, you know, I found your deer. And anyway, he just said, keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> he made his way through the brush <laughs> He got over to me, and and uh, I wish I'd have had my phone on, you know, video and videoed the expression on his face because when he walked up to the deer, I could tell uh, he was surprised as how big it was, you know. Yeah. Because I, and I tell everybody this, I say, you know, when you hunt in the hill country, you have ground shrinkage. You know, you walk up to your deer and you go, oh, I, I thought he was a lot bigger than that. But in South Texas, it's just the opposite. You right. walk up to him, you go, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize he was that big, you know. Well, because in South bodies, Texas, if you walk down there and you got uh, ground shrinkage, you made a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Shouldn't have shot. Yeah. Well, you know, in South Texas, that the bodies are much bigger. 
Sure. And uh, makes their horns look smaller, you know. And, uh, boy, you walk up to him, you go, oh, my goodness, his horns are bigger, <laughs> you know, <laughs> compared to what I thought he was. But uh, anyway, it was kind of funny. I could see his eyes kind of get big, and he was, he was going, oh, my goodness. I said, that's a nice deer, isn't it? And he went, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And he'd been looking at him through a scope for for a while and uh, before he finally pulled the trigger. And uh, But it was a nice deer, nice eight-point, you know. And, yep. and uh yeah, he was tickled. So uh, you know, anyway. one guy's coal is another man's trophy. I mean, it. Uh, that's that's you know, true. You see, that's what's so cool about deer hunting. I mean, you don't have to kill a real big giant to be happy. For most people, they just just the thrill of the hunt and being able to kill them a nice buck <laughs> like that. It just uh, that's what oh, they dream about. Absolutely, I've, and I've said that for years. I've uh, the plant the. Uh, ranch manager he and i talked about that for years and i've i've said the same thing i said you know what we consider a uh, an average deer is a trophy for a lot of people that's yeah, a buck of it a really lifetime is. for the majority of people sure that's right that's right and you know we didn't see any real big deer this this week of course and it's like i was telling these guys i said you know when the rut starts then you really start to see yes. the big boys they start coming out but you're not going to see them until that rut kicks in. It just doesn't happen, you know. And I was telling one of them, I said, you know, this one stand we were sitting in, about 300 yards away, there's a road that kind of drops off off the hill, goes downhill. And uh, I was sitting in that stand one time, and I was uh, looking through binoculars. And I was looking at his, a pretty good-sized buck. And um, all, all of a sudden, from over the hill, I could see this deer coming up the hill and you, all you could see were horns, you know, coming up that hill. And I went, Oh my God, look at this one. You know, <laughs> I mean, he was a bull boy. He was a bull man. Yeah. But I mean, that's what, that's what brings you back, you know? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. When that ruts kicked in, it was something. Now earlier in the week, uh, I, we did have some bucks running does. And uh, we had one had one particular buck that uh, he was about a four year old, and uh, he was boy he was chasing those. He was interested, man. Yeah, the younger ones and, are coming out uh, right now. You know, yep. getting that early start. Yep. It's kind of like Gillies on a Saturday night. You know, exactly, exactly, and uh, that's that's true. And uh, and then toward the end of the week, toward toward the middle of the week. It warmed up. We had a little warm spell, and then it switched over to where um, the does were leery of those younger bucks. Right. You know, the I young don't ones. Be bothered. No, and uh, the does were skittish. They were skittish of the younger bucks because they know that the younger ones were the ones chasing them. Say, and uh, boy, those young those does didn't want to get anywhere near those young bucks. Yeah, get these I mean, pests off of me. <laughs> yeah, we'd have five or six young bucks out there. I mean, you know, we had some tens and twelves and and uh, eight pointers out there, and those those does wouldn't come anywhere near them. You know, they they come stick their nose out of the, out of the brush and then they just disappear. They wouldn't come anywhere near you. So toward the first part of the week, we'd say, you know, if you're going to shoot a doe, you need to shoot it now. Well, nobody wanted to shoot a doe early in the week. Cause they're waiting on a buck, you know? Well, as it turns out, they should have shot their doe early, you know, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, uh, that's, you know, bird in the hand, you know, 
I just got a text up. from a listener since we're talking deer. He sent me a deer pick of his dad shot a huge eight point in Canada. Man, you ought to see the mass on that. Oh, I can imagine. Big yeah. old head and neck on that deer. It's just a shot of him laying in, in a sled behind a four wheeler, but good Lord. Oh, man, them they're, Canadian, they're huge. Them Canadian whitetails are something else, man. Oh, they are. They are. You know, a friend of mine went up there. He went to Saskatchewan. He mowed one of those big Saskatchewan bucks, you know, and they put him in a tree stand. You know, it was below zero. Oh, they put boy. him in a tree stand and uh, before daylight. <laughs> And they didn't pick him up till dark. He said, "Yeah, that's hardcore yeah. up there, man. You get, you know, there's no coming out and picking you up and taking you back to the lodge for, for lunch and to, you know, to warm up. You're, you're in it for the day, daylight till dark. That's it." He said, "Never again." He said that was too hardcore for him. <laughs> he was used to hunting in Texas. He said, "No, uh-uh." No, I don't even think he saw a deer either. <laughs> you know that. You know, and how many deer do we? How many big deer do we uh, not see because we're back at the house for lunch oh, yeah. and brunch and all that? And uh, especially on the backside of a full moon, or even during a full moon, a lot of those uh, a lot of those big boys will come out middle of the day when nobody's out there. No, that's right. That's right. You know, they get used to that pattern. You know, they get used to people picking you up, taking you home, taking right. you back to the lodge. And, uh, yeah, those deer are smart. You know, I think I told you about this one big buck I saw. I was I was going to fill a feeder, and uh, I, I turned the corner around this brush, and uh, this big deer was underneath the feeder, and he was probably 25 inches wide. He was a big, big old heavy deer. He was probably seven and a half eight and a half years old i mean he was a big old deer and uh i watched him run to the end of the field and stand underneath a tree in the shadows and i was oh. i was sitting there i stopped i was looking at him with my binoculars i mean he was a big old deer big mature buck and i watched him lay down in the shadows he actually laid down Thought there you to watch me. Him. uh-huh i watched him lay down and I started just idling over to that feeder. And I, I never took my eye off of him with binoculars. And oh. I never saw that deer get up. I swear he crawled off. I swear he did. Wow. Because I never saw him get up. Mm-mm. Oh, they're smart, you know. They are smart. But uh, he was a monster, you know. Like I say, they, they don't get big by being stupid, you know. But uh, I remember one year yeah. down at Blaine's, uh, I was down there on my birthday, and uh, we hunted that morning. David Brown was there, and he goes, man, we need to go. I, I need to fill up a couple of feeders at my ranch. Will you go with me? And I said, yeah, I'll go help you do it. And uh, he said, we'll stop in Laredo and have lunch. And he took me to some really big-time Mexican food place and had lunch and a couple of margaritas. And then we ran to his ranch, and, and we're – filled a couple of feeders and then we had to go across to get one more and we turned this corner and there's this big huge 10 point standing inside the feeder pen of the feeder that we just filled up right in the middle of the day and uh, mm-hmm. he said that's a shooter man you want to get him and i said yeah let me get my gun ready and then he then he jumped out and ran off he said oh he'll be back so we went and filled that other feeder and he came back the wrong way down another lane and ran him off again and so we made the circle and came back, and I'll be darned if that deer wasn't back in there, and I shot him on my birthday. I'll be darned. Mature 10-point. That's mm. just uh, – mm. 
you know, he'd been waiting all day for nobody to be out there in uh, yeah. the middle of the day, just mm-hmm. when, when we weren't seeing hardly any deer. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was riding around a pasture down there uh, between Fur and, and uh, Catula and a buddy of mine's place, and we were riding around just shooting the bull. And uh, one afternoon, just kind of looking at the deer, you know, and we were riding around. We, we just made a loop around this one pasture, and uh, we, we made the second loop and came around. There was a water bottle laying there. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, we uh, we hadn't seen the, the person that dropped the water bottle, but I'm sure they saw us. So. Yeah. 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 It's still so, busy uh, down there. They're still coming through like crazy. Oh, you know it. You know it. You better know it. Mm, mm. Yeah, one of the neighboring ranchers there has got this new hunting vehicle. And uh, I was looking at it, and I went, oh, my goodness, this thing, it's all electric, and it jacks up six feet in the air. Right. And uh, I said, oh, my goodness, this thing's unreal. He paid $160,000 for this vehicle. Good Lord. I said, oh my goodness, this thing is unbelievable. <laughs> of course, it's got a, uh, it's all electric. It's got those batteries that, uh, you know, what do you do with the batteries when they run down? I mean, you know. Yeah, you they haven't figured them. out how to, to to refurbish those or dispose of those yet. No, you can't. Kind of no. kind of like the uh, windmill blades. They just got graveyards yes, exactly. for them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> But, uh, you know, high rack hunting is fun. I did that in Mexico a couple of times with some buddies of mine that invited me down to their place. And, uh, Wayne had a, uh, suburban, you could stand next to it with it running. You couldn't even hear it. It was so quiet. And he had Mm -hmm. that, uh, high rack on it. You just get in it and push a button and it would raise you up in there. It was cool. It was a big Mm -hmm. time setup. And man, you would not believe riding around during a rut what you can see in that brush oh yeah deer oh, we... in there on a doe that never come out there do... the only time they come out is when a doe comes out to get corn right well we've got a high rack on a, a suburban uh down at the ranch at george west yeah and uh it's not a top drive but uh but you can uh you can just idle you can put hunters up on top and then just idle around real slow and it's, right. it, you're right. It's amazing what you can see from up top. It is. And those deer think yeah. they're hiding from you. You know, you, you'll pull yeah. up to one and slow down. You'll see him. He'll walk off the sender and he'll go, he won't even go 10 feet into the brush and he'll get behind something. And you can just mm-hmm. pull right up to him and look down right on top of him. He thinks he's going oh, Said, look yeah. at us. <laughs> Let uh-huh. me knock his break out, Lynn. I'll be right back, buddy. Hang on a second. All righty. All right. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back after these messages. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 519 here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn, we're back. I had a guy text in, a listener, wanted me to ask you if you uh, if y'all had much fog in George West since Thanksgiving. Had what now? much fog Fog. uh no it wasn't bad um i mean this last week no it wasn't bad at all yeah he's he hunts somewhere down you know deep south and they they had a lot of fog this past week i talked to blaine the other day and he said they've they've had fog and mist ever since uh thanksgiving it's really hard to deer hunting early in the morning yeah no it wasn't bad this week at all now before that we did have a little bit yeah. But uh, it wasn't bad this last week. No, oh, uh, let me tell you what was funny. This uh, one of the guys that uh, hunted with us this week, he um, he he shot a deer, knocked him down, but a deer jumped up, and took off. Now he shot him with a seven mag, and he blew out one of the legs. He he, he broke one of the legs on this deer. Well, we had to call the dog man, you know, and the dog man came in, and uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, the the guy that shot the deer, boy, he he wanted to. He wanted to go with them, you know. So, anyway, he took off, and uh, they all took off after the steer, several of them. And uh, he came back, and he said, "The the guy that shot the deer, he they they got the deer. They 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 caught him." And uh, the guy said, "You know," he said, "I heard you you and Captain Mickey talking on the radio about cat claw brush." He said, "I experienced it firsthand. Both his hands were bleeding like a stuck pig." You know, hey, that stuff would just reach out and grab you, man. It it does, man. It does. I said, yeah. When you go in the brush around here, you better be wearing gloves. You better Long have the right shirt. gear on, buddy. You better have it. You on. better know it, because cat claw <laughs> will reach out and grab you, buddy. You can just look at it and it'll grab you. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, he was bleeding both his hands. He had scratches all over him. <laughs> I guarantee you, it was funny. I said, yeah. Now you're. You're initiated in South Texas. Yeah, he must hit that deer a little bit low then. He did. He broke his one of his hind legs, but hey, little deer can run on low three and legs. Back. Fast yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, y'all got uh, it. Hey, those leg. those dogs are worth every penny. They will you better find know that. It. They'll they'll find them. You better know it. You know, I told you, this dog man had had one of his dogs killed by the deer. Uh, by oh, deer. really? Yeah. He said, uh, his best dog and, uh, dog ran a, I mean, a deer ran a 16 inch time through his dog. Yeah. Killed his best dog. You know, I but, saw a video uh, the other day of deers walking around big white tail with a bobcat stuck on his rack where he gored it and he couldn't get it off. It was hung up on his rack. Big old huge white tail, big buck, man, man, wearing, wearing a bobcat. Don't you know that was stinking? Woo. Man, 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 I've got a picture of a deer 
at a protein feeder with another deer's head on his horns. <laughs> Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that one. I'll send you that picture. Uh, you know you got a bad deer coming to your feeder when he's got another deer's head on his horns. <laughs> I'll oh, tell you. I'll tell you what, you can double your pleasure with that one. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like that yeah, Blue Joe and Thibodeau shit joke. I can get them both in one shot. <laughs> Man, I tell you. Well, obviously they were locked up, and you know, one of them won. Yeah, one of them died. Finally got loose. Tell but, me they're uh, not survivors. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling and you. And then damn South Texas uh, whitetails, they, that, that's one tough animal. Oh, I'm telling you. They don't get first the time I ever on, hunted, on their hardiness. They I, are tough hombres. First time I ever went to South Texas, I went to Raymondville with a buddy of mine from Raymondville. And, man, I, I walked out in that brush country, and I said, how in the world can a deer survive in this? I mean, this is crazy. And then the first time I saw a buck step out in that Sendero, I went, oh, my God, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe it. And look how I hot it gets hunting. down there in the summer, the, the summers they endure. Oh, know? I know. And uh, we, I'll, I'll never forget it. We stayed in a cabin that didn't have any doors or windows. They had a blanket hanging for the front door. Oh, boy. We shook scorpions. But we had we had uh, cots, and we took we took the blankets and stuff and uh, bed rolls and shook scorpions out of them, and that's where we stayed. Hey, we roughed it, man. We roughed it down there. Oh, howdy! Well, that was back in the day, man. And you know, if you got a travel trailer and you take it down there, you better bring it back home. If you leave it all summer long, when you go back, it's gnawed to pieces by rats. That's right. Everything up in it. Yeah, that's right. You better know that. Not to mention yeah, coons a, and everything else. I mean, hey, those oh, coons yeah. get bad down there. They'll gnaw in through a wall, and they'll end up in the ceiling to come in, you know, to have their babies. Oh, yeah. Oh, everything is pretty pretty hard down there, you know. That's harsh country. Pretty that's as close to Africa as you can get down there. I guarantee you, man. I just don't have I giraffes can. and lions and everything else to go with it rhinos yeah yeah I, I climbed down out of a out of a tripod one time climbed down out of a tripod right at dark and when my feet touched the ground i turned around and about 20 feet from me there was a skunk with his tail up and i went oh no <laughs> and, he, and i was just lucky he didn't spray me i mean i don't know why he didn't spray me but he was That's just the walking away worst oh he was walking away from me with his tail oh. up and i went oh no Oh man, I just knew I had it. I'd had it, but but he just walked away. Oh man, I was lucky. <laughs> Blaine sent me Real. a picture yesterday. He he had uh, he went and dropped some hunters off for the afternoon hunt, and he he said he was traveling light. He didn't have his rifle with him. Didn't have his pistol. Nothing. And he he killed a. This has got to be a six footer. It's way up over his head. The tail's laying on the ground. Big old, huge rattlesnake with a golf club. I don't know whether it was an eight <laughs> iron or a nine iron, but it was an iron, and he killed that snake with that golf club. Oh, my goodness. I cracked mm. up laughing. Mm, mm. Well, that, that eight iron or whatever is way too short for me. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah, mm. I'd have to pull the driver out on that one and try a headshot. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little longer shaft Not, there, bud. I, I tell you what, boy, those rattlesnakes. The biggest rattlesnake I ever saw in South Texas uh, was on the King Ranch, and I, and I was down there quail hunting with a friend of mine, and we were going to a different pasture, and it, it had been freezing that morning. It was in the 20s, and the sun came out, and it was warming up. And we were going to a different pasture. We're going down this road, and um, the sun was shining through a mesquite tree, and it was shining on the ground. Yeah, it was bare underneath that mesquite uh -huh. tree. And I just happened to look over to my right, and and there was a rattlesnake laying in that sun under that mesquite tree. Oh my goodness! I, that snake had to be eight feet long if it was an wow. inch. Oh, that was unbelievable! Just laying in that sun, you know, warming up. And, uh, oh, it was a monster, just a monster. Well, I saw a big See. one one time back when, uh, you know, in the old high school and college days, we were in my GTO heading to Port Isabel surfing. All of us loaded up, got four boards on the car, and we're taking turn driving. And we got on that stretch from, from uh, Kingsville on down, and I was driving. And there was a rattlesnake that stretched all the way across the highway. It looked like it was a ra it wasn't a blue indigo. It was a rattlesnake. I'll never forget how big mm. that was. It's like I ran over a speed bump when I hit it. Mm-hmm. Monster. Oh man. Yeah, you never forget those. Uh -uh. No. Nope. nope, not at all. I had a talking about those high racks. I had a. Uh, guy uh, on that ranch at uh, George West, he was up in that high rack, and we were going. I was going to pick up his um, his wife and uh, their daughter, and uh, we'd put them in a stand together. And so we were going to pick them up late in the afternoon, and um, right at dark, and I was going down this road. He he was up in the high rack, and I'm driving along this road in uh, on the ranch there, and I. I saw this rattlesnake, and he he stretched across the trail, the, the oh. trail there on the ranch, completely across the trail. And I stopped and looked at him, you know, and I thought, hmm. And it was at least a six-footer, maybe a seven-footer. Yeah. And I just speeded up, and I ran over him. And then I stopped, and I backed up over him, you know. And, boy, I watched him slither off into the brush, you know. And uh, I stuck my head out the window, and I said, did I get him? He went, oh, yeah, and boy, is he mad. <laughs> he is mad. Yeah, a mad. lot of times, you know, if it's sandy, it won't kill him. You know, if it's oh, on no. hard, you know, like asphalt or something, it will. But uh, mm -hmm. if it's sandy sandy soil like no, it, some of them cinderas, it won't kill him. They'll just crawl off. No, it won't kill him. No, it won't kill him at all. I ran over one going to a stand one afternoon, and, and uh, the grass was knee-high on both sides of the road. And uh, the guy with me said, don't you want to go back and see if we can find him? I said, heck no, I don't want to go back. No, you don't want to go in that no. grass after that snake. That's how you get uh -uh. bit right there because you done, you oh, done yeah. ticked him off. He's 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 hot and he's rolled up ready to rock and roll with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's mad. Yeah, but no, He's mad. Mm -mm. That's a no, hornet's nest you want to go, don't want to go near right there is a run over snake. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we want to leave him alone. But uh, anyway, now we find them around here in Port O'Connor, you know, quite a bit. I tell you what, I don't walk outside without looking, you know. Yeah, you had that close call at your, with your ice machine that morning. Getting oh, ready to go absolutely. fishing. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
They're Look here. Old man. Charlie P, man, he got in his boat one morning and you know yep. let it down out of the lift and all that, and he's messing around and he's got one under the console, winking mm-hmm. at him. Oh yeah. And well, listen, moxes. when I wade back to my boat, uh, I go back to my boat before I climb on it. I'm looking, you know, because they can get on your boat sure easy, they can. real easy. And uh, I I had a snake get on my boat, but it wasn't a rattlesnake. It was a ribbon snake. Yeah. But still, it can just as easily be a rattlesnake. Well, they want out of that water, and uh, it's high ground to them. They're sure. Gonna, they'll, they'll swim up that transom like it's nothing. That's right. You better know it. So when I when I ease over to my ladder, before I step up on that ladder, boy, I'm looking all around that boat before Take I a get up. Take a gander in there, scan the floor. You know, we mm-hmm. we walked over a big moxkin one time in my boat. I was waiting east shoreline of Trinity Bay, and a big cottonmouth crawled up my transom, and he was coiled up right there in the back by the motor, where we didn't step over him, just next to him, and we just come in mm-hmm. off the ladder and we get back across the bay back to Crawley's and one of my guys tapped me on the shoulder and said, Hey, we picked up a hitchhiker. I looked back, I said, Oh my goodness. I mean this big old mm. stub tail. Big old head oh, on him like your fist. And uh I just threw my net over him and uh to scoop him up to get him out of there and uh he just intertwined all in that netting <laughs> going through it. Oh, I couldn't man. get him out of it. I just threw net and all in the water. I said, You can you can have it. <laughs> You wanted it. It's I don't blame you. you. I'll go buy a new net. It's a wonder you didn't smell him. You didn't even smell those old cotton yeah. mouths, you know. Yeah. We just I uh, can't believe I, somebody I didn't get popped. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the truth? You know, they'll open that mouth and show you that cotton mouth and, and oh uh, yeah. Just just show it to you. Oh man. Oh push chill up my back. I grew up in Port Arthur and we used to fish along Taylor's Bayou in that area. They're bad you know, over there, crappie. man. Oh, they are real bad. We used to fish for crappie along there. And uh, I'd walk along the bank, you know, when those crappie were spawning, <laughs> and uh, we'd fish along that bank with jigs and stuff. And Man, you'd, you'd run up on those big old cotton mouths all the time. And they, they stand their ground, man. They don't they don't back off. No. They're like a copperhead. Mm-hmm. Copperhead won't move. They just sit there. No. Let you step on him. Dare you. Mm-hmm. Just dare <laughs> you. Dare you. All right. Let's break out, Lynn. I'll be right back, buddy. All right, man. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Cigar Gold Label. If you hadn't tried it, you need to try these this uh, new fluorocarbon out. It's it's the cat's whisker. What I like about it, it's a uh, their proven leader in saltwater leader material and their new gold label is their thinnest leader material yet. It's 18% thinner, but it's 17% stronger than any other cigar leader. And that means it's even less visible. And, you know, underwater, it creates more natural presentations for better catch rates, especially if you're fishing clear water on leader shy fish. And the new gold label is made with exclusive cigar fluorocarbon resins in a double structure process, and it provides exceptional knot and tensile strength. It's soft. It cinches easily for fail-safe knots. You can get Seaguar Gold Label at your favorite tackle dealer, or you can learn more online. Go to Seaguar.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Outdoor Show. All right, it's 537 here in the Bayou City. All right, Liam, we're back. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish last week I wish those guys would have seen some really big bucks, you know, show up. But those old big ones were just kind of laid up in that brush. It's just early yet. Uh, Everything's, you yeah. know, it's a weird year. Everything's running way behind. Look at the leaves on the trees. I mean, they're oh, I know. they're just now starting to turn. It's after Thanksgiving. They should already be on the oh, ground. I know. I know. I think they saw, I think uh, a couple of them may have seen a couple of pretty good ones. But, uh, you know, I saw... A lot of young deer that are really going to be some good deer. I mean, we had one one buck that was, um, you know, a young 12-point, had split G2s, and, and uh, he's going to be a good deer. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple more years, he'll, he'll really, really look good. But, um, and we had a lot of 10-points, young 10s. And, um, you know, the ranchers uh, is going to look really good here in a couple more years. It'll look super. But, uh you see all these 10-pointers and a lot of 12s and such as that, and you know that they're going to really shine. Sure <laughs> they are. Oh, man. Or if you can get them and, up uh, at seven, seven-year-old range, there ain't no telling oh, what man. they'll be, you know? Oh, that's, that's a fact, yeah. And, uh, and boy, the pigs, they, they killed a couple of big pigs, too, this last week. A couple of big old bruisers, you know. We had... Uh, this oil, there was an oil company that had this this uh, ranch lease for oh years, uh, about seventeen or eighteen years. And uh, when I first started guiding on the place, and uh, it was funny, they had uh, their drillers out of North Louisiana. They'd have their drillers come down the last week of the hunting season, and they were the cleanup crew. We called turn them, them cages loose, buddy. They'll ground check it. anything you want. Everything, everything. They killed everything, you know. I mean, there wasn't a pig left on the ranch, you know? and uh, it was so funny, man. They, they they wanted to clean their own game, you know, and everything. And, right. Uh, buddy, they filled every cooler they had, man. And uh, uh, one, one afternoon, one night, uh, I pulled up there, and, boy, they had animals hung everywhere, you know. And they had this huge pig hung in the, on the rack, and and uh, I walked up there to that cleaning rack, and I leaned over to talk to one of those Cajuns, and, and buddy, when I leaned over on the rack, the fleas jumped off that pig. <laughs> they just oh, covered boy. you with fleas. I just jumped back. I went, oh, my God. I mean, that that, that pig was covered in fleas. That's a flea bag. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. And they they didn't care. Man, they were just cleaning those big old pigs, you know. They didn't care how big they were. Oh, my goodness. You know, no. we killed one, I told you. A couple of weeks ago, weighed 244 pounds. That's a big one. Oh, my God. Big old boar, you know. Big old boar. And no boy that killed it. He won't be reproducing anymore. No. The old boy that killed it, he'd never killed an animal in his life. He'd never killed any kind of animal. And uh, he saw that thing come out, and he went, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And he shot that one. That was his first kill. (laughs) Now he's he's making a mess right there. 250 pound pig. That's making a mess. He grabbed a hold of one hind leg. He hardly moved it. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna need a little help over here. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Could hardly move it. But then uh, they killed a couple of pigs last this last week and uh, not that big, but pretty good sized ones. Uh But uh, I tell everybody, I said, man, if you're going to shoot one, shoot one about 20 pounds, you know, that's what you want. 
get you get one of those young ones. Yeah, better. I used to love to get one about that size and bring it home, cook that little puppy on the on the pit. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh man. Keep rub it down good and keep basting that little thing. I mean, you pull the shoulder off of it and all the meat'll just fall oh. off of it. Oh man, there's nothing better than that. Pull I'd pork that sandwiches, than a deer. baby. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have that than a deer. Ooh, man. Yeah, I'd rather have that than a turkey sandwich too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Those feral yeah, pigs are really good. We we got a bunch of them in a trap one year down at Blaine's. I mean, they're about the size of a terrier. Oh, they oh, were perfect. I, I put them on the pit and got that mesquite flavor through them and then uh, finished them up in the oven covered in foil. And you oh, just, my goodness. The meat just fell off of them, and those people went crazy over them. Oh, Couldn't come believe man. how delicious they were. They were oh, bottle-fed. They were, they were still on the... You know, they were still, uh, they were little sucklings. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, that's good eating. That is good. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, we, uh, sometimes, you know, every once in a while we'll bait the trap and, and, um, and catch something. If I want to bring one home, that's what we'll do. Yeah. I may have, may have to do that this week. I was, uh, I, I was going to be coming to, coming home one weekend and, and uh, I told the ranch manager, I said, I need, I need a pig. I said, let's bait the trap. So we baited the trap. And anyway, he had gone out to check on something. And he was coming back. I could see his headlights. He was coming back to the ranch house. And I was doing something there at the, at the ranch house. And he pulls up and he said, well, I got some good news and I got some bad news. <laughs> I said, uh-oh. I said, um, what's the good news? He said, well, he said, uh, you got a couple of pigs in the trap. I said, all right. What's the bad news? He said, they're two Volkswagens. <laughs> I said, oh. <laughs> not uh -oh. good. No, not good. He said, yeah, you got a boar and a sow, two Volkswagens. I said, oh, Man. my goodness. Mm, mm. Not good at all. Big, Boy, that big boar, pigs. That boar was not happy that he was in there. Oh man, they'll and charge he, you through that cage. I mean, oh, I can't believe they can't tear the sides out of it. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And they, that boy was not happy, and he was taking his revenge out on that sow. Really? He was. Oh, he was. He broke her hip, and he cut her up, and man. he was mad. He was mad. Yeah. So we made him pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, uh, I tell you that, that man never walk up on a wounded hog. It will oh, no. tear you a new one. Oh, he will. My son he found will. that out firsthand years ago when he was a teenager down there. And hmm. luckily him and his buddy Blaine put him in a, in a pig stand and said, shoot them all. When they come out, pick out the biggest one first and go to letting them, letting them have it. Well, hmm. Jason shot this big old boar first and he didn't kill it and it ran off and got in a mott and it's sitting in that mott looking at him. Well, he was going to walk around to the back and, you know, before he could get a clean shot and shoot it. Well, my son's out in front. Well, that, uh, that boar decided to charge him. And oh my goodness. He's just standing there with a nine millimeter in his hand and Jason said he emptied the whole mag 16 rounds and that pig just slid into his feet. Oof. 
Lucky, lucky, lucky. I said, you boys are stupid. Well, Man. we learned now, Dad. We, you know, you and Blaine have been telling us that. I said, well, you had to, you know, that's the way you kids are nowadays. You got to learn firsthand. That's right. That's right. I uh, I had a hunter with me one day. Over to my left, this big old bobcat came out. And uh, a hunter said, oh, man, look at that bobcat, big old male. I said, uh, you want to mount him? He said, yeah, yeah, I'll mount him. I've always wanted one. I said, okay, if you're going to mount him, go ahead and shoot him. Well, he shot him. And when he shot, this bobcat jumped up in the air, did a complete flip in the air, uh. and landed on the ground and ran in the brush. I went, oh, great. Yeah, now let's I go in there and get a, a mad wounded, bobcat. <laughs> I got to track a wounded cat in the brush. So we got out of the stand, got out, and I walked over, and I'm tracking this blood trail in the brush. And I looked back, I knelt down, and I looked in the brush, and about 30 yards in the brush, I could see this cat laying there. So I pick up this stick, about a six-foot stick, and we're easing in the brush. And he said, he's behind me, and he said, is he dead? I said, Oh, I hope so, because when I poke him with a stick, he's going to be all over me if he isn't. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. I can only imagine. <laughs> that would be ugly. Woo. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Bobcat. I don't think worse. Found, he's a nasty little creature, buddy. Oh, I'm telling you I wouldn't, I wouldn't want none of that. No, no, not at all. Oh, he's like a buzzsaw, man, like a Tasmanian devil. Yes. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Yeah, throw man. throw that in a phone booth with somebody. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, luckily he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> but good grief. Yeah, I yeah, can't imagine. Yeah, I had some friends shoot a. Shoot a cougar, you know, a mountain lion, and uh, mm -hmm. it ran off. And they all came back to the ranch and got all their headlights and everything. Naturally, it was on the evening hunt. And they went went crawling off back in all that brush. And I'm just, you know, I sat in the truck. I said, y'all can have that. I'm not going in there. <laughs> I said, you know, four is a crowd. So I stayed in the truck. And uh, they went in there and got it. It had... Uh, crawled into some deep stuff. You talk about cat claw. These guys were chewed up like nobody's business. Oh, but they dragged that big cat out of there. It was a monster. He had it mounted the whole mm. thing. But uh what? that's pretty that's pretty gutsy. Going oh, it is. thick brush in the dark after a wounded cat. Oh. That's nice. Well you know I, I told you about that that friend of mine's got that place in uh, Johnson City and uh, he asked me what kind of uh, a, a game call I've got, you know, varmint call. Mm -hmm. And I told him, and uh, so he ordered a couple of them. And uh, anyway, he had this young man from Johnson City there helped him on the ranch. And and so um, that young man took the, one of those game calls, and he went out to one of the stands. He was sitting in the stand and, and uh, had that call on, and he saw something coming through the brush. He figured it was a coyote and looked up, and it was a mountain lion. Well, he shot this mountain lion, and it ran off, and and uh, so he got out of the stand. He walked over and the blood trail. He starts tracking this this mountain lion, following his blood trail, and he follows his blood trail right up to a tree. He looks up this tree and there's this mountain lion in the tree looking down at him. Oh boy! He, he shot him out of the tree. <laughs> yeah. Now you know, 
only a kid would do this and look up in that tree and see that mountain lion looking down at him. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, pretty good-sized mountain lion, too. But, uh, oh, man, be my look, that mountain lion would be all over me, you know? Yeah. That, anyway. Uh, he had the advantage. He's up in the tree, and you're standing under it. That's uh, uh-huh. He could pounce on you and no, nobody's business. In a, in a minute. You better know that it. would not be good. No, it would not. No, and they go for your throat too, boy. <laughs> I guarantee. Yeah, you. just like a leopard. That's right. The head and the throat. You know, you see all these hikers that get attacked by mountain lions, and first thing they go to is for that head area. You can see where it just That's basically scalps them, peels their scalp back. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You better know it. No, that those wild animals, man. They. They, they're nothing to mess with, you know. Hell, I'll stick to wade fishing. Hell, with hiking up <laughs> in the, and all that thick brush with a can of bear spray in your pocket. No, nah, that's not good. <laughs> no. It'd be a different uh-uh. thing if they'd let you carry a weapon, you know, defend yourself with. But no, nah, I'm not going to uh-huh. put all my hope and faith into a can of bear spray. Not, not me, buddy. No, no. I'll uh, no, I'll get my nature seeking another way. <laughs> well, you know, when I was in Alaska and we were we were uh, salmon fishing and we were walking to a, a different pool and we were walking in about waist high grass and I was walking to a different pool and the guide was behind me and and we were walking all of a sudden about I'd say probably maybe fifty yards ahead of me. Uh, I walked up on a big old sow brown bear with triplets and uh, I just froze, you know, and uh, boy, she, she looked up at me and, and, uh, and uh, these, she had triplets looked like twins and a, and a, and a single, the single was, uh, was a little bigger. And uh, boy, that brown bear looked at me and I looked at her and that guy was behind me. He said, don't move. I said, Oh, I'm not. Don't worry about that. Freeze. And he didn't even have a gun. He didn't even carry a gun. Man, that's even worse. All I had was a fishing rod. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And believe me, those brown bears are big, especially when you're that close to one. Yeah, they are. They're huge. Yeah, they're huge. The, the pucker factor sets in. Trust me on that. That, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I would, uh, that'd be a tough way to go get eaten alive oh, by God. a big old grizzly oh man i'm telling you that's why and uh, that's what i like about that movie the revenant yeah uh boy i tell you that uh to live through a bear attack like that and naturally mm-hmm. you know it had young ones those those oh, yeah. uh those mama grizzlies are nasty yes they are well luckily that that big mama she just she had the the cubs with her you know yeah and she just she just looked at me, and then she just turned, and they walked away. But Lucky if they'd you. have been, if those babies would have been between me and her, that'd been a whole different story. You'd have had a problem on your hands, there, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm. Boy, uh, like I said, the poker factor did set in. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I can outrun a grizzly. Mm-mm. I got a friend from Baytown shot a black bear with a bow across a little pond on the other side of it. 
And when he hit that bear with that arrow, that, you know, he immediately went to biting at the arrow and he, and then headed across the pond towards him. Mm. And he's, uh, that bear's coming at him and there, he pulls his pistol out and shoots. And then they start going in the circle. He emptied his pistol and the bear ran off. And, uh, the guide told him, said, uh, you know, it's getting pretty late. Let's come back and track this thing in the morning, <laughs> you know, cause it was getting dark. They went back mm -hmm. and uh, tracked it and found that bear the next morning, and he never cut a feather on it with that pistol. That thing's all over him. <laughs> oh. He never even it never hit him. Good he got grief. lucky. <clears throat> got lucky. Man, oh man. Well, he might have been a little nervous. You think shooting at him? Well, I mean, how do you compose yourself? I mean, it's a uh, man charging bear, and uh, you got a, you got a yeah. pistol in your hand. You don't even have time to put a another arrow, and hey, mm. pull out the pistol and go to work, and just hope for the best. Yeah, well, that neighbor of mine, you know, I told you about that neighbor of mine that was uh, hunting uh, Cape Buffalo, and they and uh, it, they, they were walking down a dry, dry creek bed, and that Cape Buffalo charged them. And, uh, and the uh, hunter, the uh, professional hunter, fired, and uh, that buffalo was on full charge, and uh, and the hunter, uh, he shot. He said, he said I wasn't nervous when I pulled the trigger. He said I just threw up and fired, and his bullet went right up the nose of that buffalo. Wow! And he said that buffalo front legs folded under him, hit the ground, and slid right up and slobbered on his boots. Oh my gosh. And he said, he said, you know what? He said, I wasn't nervous when I pulled the trigger. I bet he went to shaking after that. He said his knees turned to jelly. <laughs> he said, just jelly. He said, I was just shaking like a leaf. That's an animal yeah. there to kill you in a heartbeat. Oh, in a heartbeat. Just yeah. like a hippo. But he, said, but he said when he, when he first fired, he said he wasn't nervous when he fired. No, you don't have time to think or let it soak in. No. And after it's all over, you go, oh, my goodness, this could have turned out really bad. Really bad. Yeah. Really bad. All right, Lynn. I got to roll, my friend. If somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you or hunting with you this winter, how do they get a hold of you, bud? Yes, sir, man. Hey, give me at 361-935-6833. Uh, all right. Lynn, have a good one, and I'll talk to you next week. Hunt them up, man. All right, man. Sounds right, good. Buddy. You have a good one, man. All right. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break, national anthem and all that coming up. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 